What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I am your host, Brennan Tassett, joined, as always, by my very close friend, the Beanie Boy himself, Joe Dorville. What's going on, Joe? What is going on, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Is it New Year or New Year's? I always say New Year. Happy New Year. Okay. I've gotten in the habit of saying year, but in past years, I've said years. And then I was like, this can't have it's only one year, it's not multiple years. Yeah, it's happy new year. This is a new year. Also, question how late into the new year can you say happy new year to someone? I actually have a very succinct and correct answer for this. Twelve days. Twelve days. Why twelve days? Uh I've have had this discussion with people at work before. Because the first week is kind of everyone getting their bearings, but two weeks is too long. Okay. So you want to get two weekends of it in though when you work in the mm. service industry, but you can't go much further than that. So okay. I give it I give it twelve days normally, depending on when the weekends fall. The first okay. two weekends. I like that you had a succinct answer. It's like we rehearsed this and we did not plan this we, at all. You laughing makes it sound even more like we rehearsed it, but we definitely it's... didn't. Welcome in, everybody. Quick rundown of the show can, can if you I, are new. I, the only reason I did that is because uh, Izzy Gutierrez of Around the Horn gets flat Shout because out. he says, like, after one week, you can't say it, no matter if you've seen the person or not. And so people, like, bombard him for weeks. So I just wanted to ask you if you had, like, Oh, a yeah. Little- yeah, well, I work at the service industry, so you got to get every every little thing to make the guests be like, oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Run rundown of the show. If you're new to the show, we're going to start this week off the same way we start every week with some of the major topics in the NFL. Then we are out. Not just the NFL, all major sports. Excuse me. Sorry. NBA and NHL. Don't really want to do the NHL recap this week because my team has been on a skid. Uh, Then we'll do the quick hits, which normally we uh, reserve for quick. Hits on uh, tertiary sports, outside sports, things like that. But this week we are going to do all college football, all playoffs. Everything college football is going to be in the quick hits because we got to keep it quick. Then we'll do the walk off, which is where Joe and I do um, an essay portion or we'll uh, talk about an article or something that impacted us kind of freestyle, which is what mine is today. And then we uh, will do the press conference, which is going to be where we peddle our wares. But we're going to start this week the same way we do every week. Joe! Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Time for the kickoff. And with it being NFL season, a week away, or two weeks away, I guess, technically, from the playoffs, we are, of course, going to start with the NFL. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Joe, do you uh, happen to have the time? Time right now? Um, I think it's time for Game of the Week. Game of the Week. Time for the game of the week. So everybody knows this game of the week. You all know where we're going with this. We're talking Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. We're talking Kansas City Chiefs battle for AFC supremacy. Well, Mm -hmm. almost supremacy since the Titans have the number one seed. This is going to be in Cincinnati. So, Joe, you were doing so good with how you were putting the teams on on the thing. I told you, I don't pay attention. (laughs) All right. So, Cincinnati Bengals win 34-31. This game was a barn burner. The title of last week's episode was St. Joe after Joe Burrow. Should have saved it for this week. Hey. Ah. This was a great game. Uh, Joe Burrow, outstanding. Jamar Chase, rookie of the year, hands down. (laughs) Um, I saw a crazy statistic that I think in the last five games, four out of every five contested balls, like 50-50 balls, he has has won four out of five. Like, that's like... That's insane. 80, He's having that, the 85%? best rookie season for a receiver. I don't want to say ever, but I think ever. He has 14, yeah, his, over 1,400 yards and over and, and has 13 touchdowns. And his yards after the catch, I believe, are number one in the NFL right now. I mean, he's number one in a lot of areas in the NFL. So but, I think I think we should eat a little bit of crow because we thought they should go offensive lineman. And obviously they knew better. Yeah, I said I think I I think I apologized about this or admitted that I might have been wrong a couple of weeks ago okay. because you brought up uh, I think Sewell was out and you were like yeah Sewell's out and Jamar Chase is killing it I think it's when he had like a monster game like three weeks ago and I was like yeah, yeah. I might have been wrong about that but okay. um 
so this is a couple things. Um, this is why I love the NFL, the parody in the NFL, uh, which I'll talk about why I hate college more in the walk off when we talk, we get to there. But uh, Cincinnati has college been a roller coaster. We said this at the beginning of the year. They're, they're a young team uh, who are going to be up and down because they're so young. They have, I believe I saw on Instagram, they have four pro bowlers all under the age of or 25 or younger. Joe Mixon, Oof. I thought had been in the league for like a decade. He's only 25. Really? Uh, he, so he, yeah, he came out when he was like 20 or 21. He's only 25. Uh, Man. That's what I said. He's been in the league uh, for five years, though. Okay. Yep. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so this, I think this showed us more about Cincinnati than it did Kansas City. Because Kansas City, I think you said he was twenty or twenty-five. I may be wrong, but it sounded like you said that. No, no. no I think when he came out, he was twenty or twenty-one. But he's because he's twenty-five 20 or now. Twenty-five. Uh, whatever. I People know what I'm trying to say. I may be confused. I may have gotten it wrong. Anyway, this, I think, told us more about Kansas City uh, or excuse me, more about Cincinnati than Kansas City. Uh, Zach Taylor, you put a question here. Is he coach of the year? Absolutely not. I'm going with my man, Urban Meyer. No, No, I'm kidding. Uh, Zach Taylor needs to be in the discussion, but. There, I mean, there were a lot of people who thought Zach Taylor, uh, when the Cincinnati was struggling, they thought maybe he should be out. So I don't want to go saying, you know, he's coach of the coach of the year material. I think this team is a fucking Madden team, the way it's been designed, and they've got a great offensive weapons. They've got they've got a, a decent offensive line. I mean, Joe Burrow's still getting lit up pretty good in this game. He got lit up, I believe, he was uh, rushed eleven times as far as hurried. Uh, but he still didn't give a shit. He was still making throws. Uh, and Joe Burrow doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. He only had one deep ball this whole game that he actually threw. But he his accuracy and then Jamar Chase being able to run after the catch and then Mixon being able to catch and run out of the backfield is this team. We've said it plenty of times. This is a good team. So the reason I had Zach Taylor as the um, potential coach of the year is because this team, I mean, our famous uh, our famous saying that we stole from Kornheiser, this team was supposed to be a year away from being a year away. Yeah, and they're here way, now to play. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> so th- their, their rapid growth um, is nothing to uh, to sneeze at. They, they've made a name for that. They've made a case. I mean, they won the division. They made a case for having probably the rookie of the year. Um, Joe Burrow, is he comeback player of the year after coming off that leg injury last year? Yeah, we talked about it. Cheers. Cheers. So, uh, Joe Burrow was my comeback player of the year. Exactly. So, I mean, uh, we didn't think their offense of line would hold up as well as they have. Um, the defense we thought would get better with the addition of Trey Hendrickson, but we did not see them getting as better as they have been. Yeah, they, um, we, we didn't see them getting this much better. Yeah, so no one at the beginning of the year, neither of us, I'm pretty sure, had this as a playoff team. We had them being a top pick again and getting more to help, and they're here now. And they, What do you think? It's insane. I, I'm just stunned by their rapid growth. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what do you think about this Kansas City situation? Because I'm not sure if... If it's a matter of, because I've heard, I, you know, I listen to a lot of different podcasts and I, I watch some recap shows if I can't watch all the games. And there's a lot of the same talk about like, oh, well, Kansas City will turn it on. If it was the playoffs, no one would ever pick the Bengals over Kansas City. But like Kansas City's lost to the Titans this year. They've lost to Cincinnati this year. They've lost to some AFC teams they're that they're going to see. In, yeah, they're, they're going to, they lost to some AFT, AFC teams they're going to see in the playoffs. So, playoffs. So, well, how do you feel? Do you think they just need to turn it on? Or do you think this is what I've been saying this whole year where you don't just turn it on and they're in some serious trouble? Well, I don't think it's a matter of turning it on. So the only game they lost, like, embarrassingly, was the Buffalo game where I don't think they even scored a touchdown. It was like 23 or something. Other than that, the other 38 two games, to 20. That was 38 to 20. So the Tennessee game was 28 to 3. The ten, yeah, that was the that was the bad loss, twenty seven to three against Tennessee. Okay, okay, so that was only really bad loss. Um, and that was week one, two, three, four, five. That was week seven. Okay, so Derrick Henry was still there too. So I think 
And after that, they kind of bound, they kind of righted the ship for the most part. Yeah, they won seven, eight. They won a lot after yeah, that. <laughs> um, so I, my thing is, I don't think they're going to quote unquote turn on a switch. But when you get into, you probably have, there's probably a movie quote this is originally from or something that you know, bless you. Um, but when me. you get into those deep waters, you know, you have to be able to know how to swim. And Hell yeah. A lot of those other teams don't know how to swim. I mean, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are doggy paddling for God goodness sake. Um, yeah. And I think, I think the Titans, the Titans, if Derrick Henry is there, maybe Tannehill will throw for actually over 200 yards for one of these games um, and make a play. And Julio Jones may show up. Uh, you know, I'm, we talked a lot about that when it happened. Did the Falcons win that trade? Even though, I mean, they're not good, but they're not paying him anymore. So, yeah, I and think I, I think the Falcons did win that trade because if he's not playing trade. at all and then you don't have to pay him. I mean, so that I think Kansas City has and plus Kansas City has um not Kansas City, but Buffalo and Tennessee still have the scar tissue of being up on Kansas City in the playoffs and then well yeah, Tennessee the more than Buffalo. But um then having a title. Oh, you wave. mean last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, two years ago when Kansas City won the Super Bowl, when yeah, they like, I, I were down saying, yeah. two, three, four touchdowns, and then came back on Tennessee. God, remember that Houston game? Nobody exactly. thought they could come back and win that. So, no, you're right. I just, I don't know. I, uh, I don't. This Kansas City thing seems like smoke and mirrors to me sometimes, and then sometimes it's like, oh yeah, of course they're the greatest. And the, normally, one of the big reasons why they're so good is because they have Patrick Mahomes and obviously Ty- Tyreek Hill. But I think if we learned anything yesterday, it's that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are just as good, if not better. I think they're better because I think Jamar Chase is a more complete wide receiver. Everyone <laughs> knows how I feel about Tyreek Hill. He's just a speedster. You just throw it up. Um, but uh. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I think uh, that's why I put it in there for you. Good. I appreciate that. You like that segue? <laughs> Nobody even knows it was in the rundown. I did that so well. No, I think, uh, I think over time, Patrick Mahomes can make whoever he plays with a lot better. But I think if, if you had to start a team right now today, I would, I would, I would think about it, about taking Burrow and Chase probably longer than most people. As soon as you said Mahomes, they'd be like, oh, I'll take Mahomes. But yeah. I would give a lot more thought to the Chase Burrow combo. Yeah, because of, I mean, what you've said and illustrated, even though I don't wholeheartedly agree that Tyreek is just some speedster and doesn't run routes or anything, um, Jamar Chase is, Jamar Chase is like a generational wide receiver. And we yeah, all he's a complete wide receiver. To the point where he sat out an entire year and still was a top pick. Um, I don't think Tyreek Hill, even with like his off-field stuff going into his draft, was that kind of like premier talent. So... Jamar Chase has, I mean, outside of a couple of drops in the preseason, he has been as good as advertised. So much so he had more receiving yards than Patrick Mahomes had passing yards yesterday, which is that's, insane. That's crazy. <laughs> and right, again, this is on. one oh. week after you said Herbert over Burrow. I'm still taking Herbert over a lot of people. All right. We are going to Move on, Arizona, Dallas. Uh, this game, hang on, I wanted to check something real quick. Yeah, so Tyreek Hill was originally uh, projected as a second to third round pick, dropped all the way to the fifth round because of his off the field issues. So yeah. uh, Jamar Chase is definitely, as far as projection and prospect, and obviously we all know that none of that matters once they're in the NFL, but yeah, yeah. to your point, what you were saying is Jamar Chase is definitely perceived as the total package when it comes to wide receiver. All right, moving on. We're going to do Arizona at Dallas. Joe, hey, good job. You got this one right. Um, hey. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Dallas Cowboys 25-22. Dak Prescott looked bad. Uh, five balls batted at the line of scrimmage in this game. Trying to get the ball out super quick, trying to avoid pressure like crazy. Uh, I thought for sure, yeah. And just so everyone knows, Dak Prescott's not five eight; he's six two. I, I was thought say, for he's sure, not the small quarterback in this game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what I was about to say. Um, that uh, Kyler Murray, I saw a couple of these plays where he was taken off running, and he was like not sliding; like he was mm. going into contact, which already makes me nervous. Uh, Dallas is. 
didn't look right for a couple weeks in the last five weeks. They didn't look right for about three weeks. And then last week it was like, all right, the offense is back, explosive, destroyed yeah. the Washington football team. Here we go. And then this week they look stale again. And Gallup is out, serious injury. I think it was an MCL or an Achilles or ACL, something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Jerry Jones is not going to wait for the test results to come back. He just came out and said he's done for the year. And quick question for you. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I keep shaking my head. I'm watching the, the tail end of this Cleveland game, and I have to say, this team is terrible. I said, I said at the start of this year that this team has Super Bowl talent, and they could have made the Super Bowl if they got it all right. Everything went wrong for them since game one. It feels like God. And Miles Garrett might still win defensive player of the year. In, they are so bad. Um, like from from poorly thrown passes to just straight up drops. Like, God, this is ugly to watch. Well, it's because they lost OBJ. Anyway, back to the game at hand. You see, you started to early for a bad quarterback. Does not mean we can go for an hour and a half. Uh <laughs> I wanted to say Dallas and then we get into this game and then Dallas doesn't look right. Arizona's defense looks like world beaters and they're not. Uh, I mean, they're good, but they're not that good. Um, so you posed an interesting question. You said, which team will perform better in the playoffs? Uh, so frankly, I have both these teams out early uh, Gall- without Gallup. It's one of those things where it's like, would you rather have Amari Cooper go down or Gallup go down? And I'd almost rather have Amari Cooper because like Jamar Chase, Gallup is a very good 50-50, get the ball and jump ball situations. And Amari Cooper's hurt a lot of the time. Every year he's hurt for at least three to five weeks. So it's like you're used to playing without him. When he's on the field, that's great. But you don't necessarily have to have him. So I think that's going to really hurt them. And I I don't, as far as perform better, I think Dallas, because they're going to have the higher seed. I think they're going to have the better game as far as easier game. But I think both these teams are going to get bounced in the first round. If not, definitely the second. That's what I'm wow. saying. Um, so I think Dallas Arizona first has, round, Dallas second round. That's what I want to say. I think Dallas has the uh, Dallas in the last couple of weeks have morphed from a offensive team last week, notwithstanding, uh, to a defensive team. Their defense is really good, even without the. Uh, flash in the pan that is turnovers because turnovers cannot be accounted for. Um, they have one of the better defenses in the league, honestly. Um, I mean, it, it also helps they get to play the Giants and the Washington football team. But as far as points put on, they're, four, they're seventh yards allowed. They give up a lot of yards, but turnovers are number one. But again, that, you know, neither here nor there. Uh, Well, the other thing, too, is I want to throw this out there. They had this is one of the first games. Well, not one of the first. I think it was the second or third game. Remember, we talked about it on the show where they had Lawrence Gregory and everybody Parsons all ready to go. Three of the best pass rushers in the NFL all play on the same team. Parsons is going to win defensive rookie of the year. He should be in the running for defensive player of the year. And still, they only talk about that. But they only got four hits. They got four total quarterback hits on Kyler. They well, had Kyler one sack. I I understand that, but still, you've got three of the best pass rushers in the entire NFL on the same team, and you're you're like you got to get to him more. That's you gotta, why. I'm, that's why the league game is changing to have a dynamic quarterback. So he that that is designed to counteract your good pass rush. You yeah, can't hit right. what you can't touch. Yeah, and then when you get to, when the offense is playing as stale as they are, I mean Ezekiel Elliott had 16 yards on nine attempts. Jeez. Jeez. Tony Pollard had three yards on or three or excuse me nine yards on three attempts. Like what the shit is happening? They their average for the whole they team is two point six yards to carry. Anymore. They don't know yeah, what to do on offense anymore. They're since they got to figure out a way to score. I don't know if it's the calf injury. Is it Kellen Moore? Is it Mike McCarthy? But everybody, this is a collective failure on the offensive front. Um, not last week, again, notwithstanding. That was a terrible team they were playing anyways to begin with. But it, it's just, it's bizarre to see how they started off the year so red hot. I mean, both of these teams, honestly, and they've cooled yeah. down as far as offensive production. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bad. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, 
This game, we're talking Colts Raiders. <laughs> Excuse me. We're talking Raiders Colts, uh, Las Vegas Raiders at Indianapolis Colts. Oh, excuse me, right the, got it wrong. The, no, you got it wrong. The Vegas Raiders <laughs> win 23-20 at Indy. Indy's fighting for their playoff lives. We, the collective Raiders we, the royal we, lives. wrote off the Raiders <laughs> at the beginning of the three weeks into the season when the president had to quit because of some money stuff. And then Gruden got fired because of the email stuff. And then obviously the, the horrific tragedy. Yeah, the president of the team. Oh, really? I, I think that's what that. they were talking about. Yeah. And then the yeah. horrific tragedy with rugs and that's a whole situation. And we thought all of us, and Joe, I'm going to include you on this. We all corner. thought. Yeah. The Ohio state corner that got cut. Did you see he got picked up? I think by the Browns, uh, oh, yeah. it, it was a mess. Yeah. And we all said, take a mulligan this year. Raiders. It's okay. Raider yeah. nation. It's okay. It's all right. You've had some horrific things happen. Yeah, some unforeseen. You know, take care of yourself. It's like, yeah, when you go into work and you're like super hungover, you're still a little drunk, and they're like, you know what? Take a mulligan. You had a rough night. Go home, sleep it off. I've Just don't do it again. That's what we were saying. Drunk and hungover, but yeah. That's what we were saying. All right, Joe. Well, we all have different life experiences. That's what we were saying for the Raiders this season was, you know what? Take a mulligan. Go home, sleep it off. Come back next season. But no, Derek Carr will not be denied. And he's doing all this without Darren Waller, That's his what I was best offensive say. weapon. That is insane. He's doing this with basically Hunter Renfro and Zay Jones. Yeah, so Derek Carr is underrated to answer what we were all thinking. He has these Derek Carr games where you're like, son of a bitch. It's one of those things like if you bet on him, you're like, why the fuck would I ever bet on Derek Carr? But then if you bet against him, he'll have one of those games where you're like, why the hell would I ever bet against Derek Carr? Yeah, uh, but I think he's underrated like, just overall as a quarterback. This game wasn't even super impressive, but he's one of those guys where it's like late game situation. He kind of wills you to a win at the end. And you're kind of like, huh? Okay. Not terrible. Not terrible. <laughs> they might make the playoffs. Do you understand? They, they're in great position to make the playoffs. And it's all going to be. I want to pull it up right now. We're going to do a whole playoff extravaganza, obviously, next week. But once the games are settled. So they're the AC right now. Um, So nine and seven. They're tied with uh, the Colts and the Chargers. So we got to see some pieces fall certain ways. Colts have to lose. I think uh, my buddy sent me a thing where if the Colts lose, the Chargers and Raiders next week can literally tie and they both get in. Well, Let's not forget the Colts are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, but that was the Jaguars are <laughs> well. The Jaguars are Colts killers. Uh, that was the only game we won last year. But I, this game was interesting because Carson Wentz didn't practice all week because of COVID, and you could tell some quarterbacks need to practice. All right, not everyone's Aaron fucking Rodgers. Uh, Carson Wentz didn't have a great game. I don't know because the rules are weird now with the CDC coming out and saying like, just kidding, Shanghai surprise. Um, I don't know if so Carson Wentz didn't have a good game, 148 yards. Jonathan Taylor, of course, broke a, broke a hundred yards again because he's the man. Um, but I think this is like only you, the second game they've lost with him getting over 20 carries. Yeah, and he got just there. He got 20 carries for 108 yards and a touchdown, but. I don't know what to take away from this because we were, I was so, if the Colts would have won, I would have felt so much better because it would have been on track with what we were talking about. This is like what happened with the Bengals a few weeks ago where it's like, oh, they're doing so well. Are they a good team? Maybe they're a great team. Here we go. They've got the run game. They've got the super fast young defense. They're winning, even though Carson Wentz sometimes throws inopportune uh, turnovers. They're they're doing well. And then they have a game like this and you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, you were supposed to win this game. The yeah, Raiders are supposed stunned. to be, like, over. I'm kind of stunned. Uh, Frank Wright, uh, learning from the, uh, the the playbook of Doug Doug Peterson. At that time, he was at the Eagles. Next coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Doug Peterson? That's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. Uh, how do they not, after the ground sell for Brian Leftwich that started on this no, show. No, they're going to interview him. He just said it's disrespectful to their uh, other team. To, to They asked him, and he said it's disrespectful to our opponent to talk about this right now. So oh, I think they're going to interview him. That's why he said to the Jets. I was like, what does the Jets yeah. have to do with this? Yeah, because it was at like a 
pregame or a postgame interview, they were asking about the Jags job. And he goes, that's disrespectful to the opponent, which is why he would be perfect for the head coaching job. <laughs> Any who's in. Um, so, yeah, he's from the Doug Peterson school of thought. So I was stunned that he would uh, settle for the field goal on that last drive. And also, I don't know why Jonathan Taylor wasn't um, given the ball on that last uh that last like they gave him the ball for a one yard run and then it was two passes to Naheem Hines why not have you know the star player on your team uh out there to make a make a play I know Naheem Hines is the gadget catch everything guy but Jonathan Taylor isn't a bad pass catcher himself um I thought they would just go for it on fourth kind of like just to close the game out but they didn't they went for a field goal and Derek Carr two minute drill went down got a field goal to win the game yeah it's I don't know what to make of this. This is why the NFL is so much fun to watch because you never know what's going to happen. Speaking of. One more round. You Joe, never you know. take this first? I'll take this first one. Go ahead. Speaking of, you never know what's going to happen. So when the season started, um, I believe I had this team. Somewhere. Fly Eagles. Fly. Uh, I, the, I don't know the what they're bottom. Relax. Uh, Add them somewhere deep, deep, deep down in the bottom, uh, down in the doldrums. And uh, they've made a believer out of me. They have uh, since. What game are you talking about, Joe? Since that Cowboys game that the Eagles lost when they ran the ball a total of, I want to say, four times. uh, They have committed to the run and not deviated. And Nick Sirianni has. Gotten us to nine and seven and clinched already at the playoffs. Clinched we don't have to worry playoffs. about next week. Unbelievable. Oh, thanks to the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Again, Kirk Cousins, you know, being a good guy to me. As much as I talk about him, he's always looking out for me. So, yeah, no, committed to the ground game, committed to the run. Um, what is that? Like over 30 rushing attempts. Nearly 30 rushing, 34 rushing attempts. Uh, so, yeah, buck 80. Buck 18 on the ground, two TDs. Jalen Hurts almost got uh, uh, taken out by what I think were rogue agents dressed up in Eagles garb and trying to knock that scaffolding on him. I think Dan Snyder, you know, he's a terrible man anyways. He knows his stadium falling apart and he tried to set my guy up. But ever elusive, Jalen Hurts uh, was able to dodge that, save a couple of lives. It's okay, too, because you have the best backup in the NFL. One more round. <laughs> All right, Joe, give me Buffalo, Atlanta. Uh, excuse me, Atlanta at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo wins this game 29 to 15. They ran the ball. My man, Devin Singletary, came out like a man possessed. 23 carries, 110 yards. Go, Owls. Ooh. Josh Allen had his usual 15 carries, almost at a, almost at 100. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of the Buffalo Bills. They're 10 and 6. They're pretty up there as far as the AFC. But they lost to the Jags, so who the fuck knows? But I'm glad to see they're running the ball with more than their quarterback. One more round. Ah, Brennan, the game never ends. Good old Matt Stafford decided to rear his head again. Uh, I think he walked into Baltimore wearing his old Detroit Lion uniform. All right, that's that's aggressive. <laughs> um. So on this season, Brent, you want a fun stat? On this Probably season, not. Matt Stafford has four, count them, one, two, three, four pick sixes. Always, you know, he's a he's a he's a good guy. He likes to share. He the likes ball. the challenge. He likes to share them all. You know how many of those Aaron Rodgers has for his career? Three. Yes. <laughs> God. <laughs> Matt Stafford has four pick sixes in the season. Ray just had three for his whole time. Um, yeah, again, this goes back to what I said last week. I don't think the Rams are going to, as much as I thought the Rams were going to be really, really good, I think Matt Stafford is what I initially thought Matt Stafford is. He's not that great a quarterback. He's not going to make your team exponentially better. He has more pick sixes than Jared Goff does for his career in this one season. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. So it's like, I don't know how much better. This should not have been a close game. It was Huntley again. Not, yeah, it was Huntley again. If this is going to be this gangbuster team with this gangbuster defense and this, this overexpensive offense, they should not be playing nail biters to a second, a backup quarterback in Baltimore. So 
All that to say, <laughs> Odell Beckham is the best Cleveland Browns receiver this season. One more round. All right, I've got uh, the New York Jets, or excuse me, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New York Jets. Tampa Bay wins by four, barely ekes out this victory against a pitiful New York Jets team. couple of takeaways from this game. Tom was terrific, 34 of 50, 410 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Just one little pick, though. But he did this without any weapons. Well, not without any weapons. He did have his boy Gronk out there. But let me go through some of these receivers. Um, Cameron Braid out there, Mike Evans. He did have Mike Evans, but Tyler Johnson, um, is that something I can interest you in? Tyler Johnson, Tyler Johnson, fifth round pick um, out of Minnesota plays wide receiver. Number 18. He had uh, four catches for 50 yards. And then I can never say this. Cyril, Cyril, Cyril Grayson. Out of LSU, looks exactly like Leonard Fournette. Shaved head, got the beard <laughs> going. Maybe Leonard Fournette isn't actually hurt. Five nine hundred eighty-three pounds. Uh, had a sorry, I got distracted because he looks exactly like Leonard Fournette. Had six <laughs> catches for eighty-one yards and a touchdown. Uh, so he's doing this with not all of his weapons. Obviously, the elephant in the room is the Antonio Brown situation, and I've been saying it for a long time. Not only is Antonio Brown a very eccentric and uh, selfish individual, I think he plays the wide receiver position, so that's full of divas. Everybody knows that, and so are defensive backs. It's just you have to be very confident to play that position, and with that overconfidence does come some you know, little quirks, and not to mention all the abuse that he took in Pittsburgh as far as hits and stuff like that, say, which I think might have expedited. I mean, this is the last time I cut you off because of this game. I gotta say. Don't. What? what, what? Yeah, go ahead. Dripping Ben Roethlisberger and all this syrupy goodness uh, because this is his final game at home. They're going to win this game. They just had a Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines? <laughs> Uh, Najee uh, Harris just broke off a big run to basically end the game. Touchdown. But um, dripping Ben and all this teddy bears, sugar sweetness, like we know your history, man. They wouldn't do this for anybody else. This is, I mean, I mean, if there's any time to play the race card, this is the time. This was not how uh, Mike Vick was received upon return. You want to play the Mike? You really want to do the Mike yes. Vick one? Yes. Mike Vick is a is a dog's well, life more now than we a human have to life. Get into the, <laughs> I was just about to say. Now we have to get into this argument: Is sexual assault better or worse than drowning puppies? I'm going to go with sexual After assault. After the is break. Worse. <laughs> Anywho's, you see where I lie in this, but I'm not going to answer it because <laughs> uh, that seems answer, like I, a no win situation. What? I'm just saying, I, I have a. I, have I mean, a if, she, if you're at a bar and she's wearing certain, no, I'm kidding. And you follow her into the bathroom with two of your security guards to tell them to watch the door. You know, oh god, who hasn't been there before? Anyway, <laughs> let's get off of because we're not even talking about that game this week. Antonio it's a Monday Brown, game. So. We don't talk about. <laughs> Um, yeah, Antonio Brown uh, obviously has some mental issues, and I don't say that lightly. Obviously, anyone who listens to this podcast understands the uh, uh, traumatic brain injuries that I have and the undiagnosed or the diagnosed, excuse me, stuff that I go through. So I don't want to make light of it. But the 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 issue with me was he he can't he can't play. He refuses to get help. Um, and I understand that being a proud person myself, like I don't, I hate it when people tell me I need to get help, like go fuck yourselves. That's why it took me so long to get sober, but clearly he should not be playing football. He needs to focus on other things. And so I don't know what's going to happen because they needed him. Arian said on multiple occasions, he wasn't going to play if he screwed up and then he kept screwing up, but they kept letting him play because they needed the wide receiver depth. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe Tom goes to Arians and is like, Hey, you just had to blow off some steam. Like bring him back. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see what happens. And this is, I mean, it's a delicate subject because you feel for him because obviously there's some either diagnosed and not known publicly or some undiagnosed stuff that's obviously going on. But 
his behavior is just so rash and extreme that it's hard to feel sorry for the guy when he is on Instagram live or having the Uber driver post him on Twitter or whatever, and then releases a song or an album. And it's like, what was the stage? Like, how do you, did you know you're dropping this song album? I I don't know. I didn't click on the link or whatever. So it's just like, you don't know what he was in New England. There, there. Let's not forget when he was in New England, he literally was put on notice that his behavior would not no longer be tolerated. And within 24 hours of being put on notice, he mm-hmm. sent threatening texts to his ex. Like literally they said, stop fucking up. And he sent out te- like, mm-hmm. there's obviously a disconnect and they, which I totally get while he had someone sexual has a assault cases pending that charges surfaced. pending. Yeah. yeah. It's they then settled. So it's, it's a like, mess. Uh, you, I, you hope you just hope. Uh, all right. Somebody, you hope he gets help before someone else gets hurt. Obviously, people have already been hurt in his way. Yeah, that whole situation with like that furniture delivery guy as well that he beat up or something. So yeah, he's been given chance after chance after chance. And I've been and around. Like, my goodness, I've been around guys like this. It's a very, it's it's a very because I used to, I have been a guy like this with that short fuse where everything seems fine, and then one little thing will happen, and they just snap. And you're like looking around going like, what the fuck? Like what? And that's a product of, you know, obviously something's going on in his head. Like, so anyway, I don't want to keep talking about it, but hopefully he'll be okay. All right. Moving on. No more talk about the Steelers. No more talk about the Browns. No more talk about the NFL. We are moving into the main stream of the season in the NBA. Joe, if I were to tell you that at the beginning of the year, the Chicago Bulls, Chicago Bulls were 50 to one to win their division because they are Chicago, dude, Chicago, (laughs) Uh, because they are in the same division as the Milwaukee Bucks. Like variations of the same thing. Fuck you, dude. Boston (laughs) is Boston. Chicago is Chicago. Um, But listen, this is a good statistic. What if I told you the Chicago Bulls were 50 to one at the beginning of the year to win their division because they are in the division with the Milwaukee Bucks? What would you have said? You probably would have said said there's no way they can win win that that division. division. Exactly. But who's number one in that division right now, ladies and gentlemen? Who's number one in the Eastern Conference is the Chicago Bulls. Survey says the Chicago Bulls, thanks to DeMar DeRozan's late game heroics. Should DeMar DeRozan be in the MVP conversation? Joe. Um, yeah, uh, and not just because he hit two game winners in back-to-back nights in back-to-back years. Um, he's leading the number one team in the Eastern Conference in points, averaging about five boards and four assists a game on the number one, again, the number one team in the East. So, and this team is pretty much came out of nowhere. When he got there, people thought this is like, one, people were like, why didn't he go to L.A.? Because they thought he was going to go to L.A. because he's from there, home, blah, 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 blah. But he chose not to go in there like Chicago. What kind of destination is that? Nobody's thinking of them at all. And he's improved his three-point shooting. He's, he was a career 28% three-point shooter. He's shooting about 37% right now. He's shooting nearly 50% from the field. So he's having that kind of season. Now, is he going to get it? You know, I, I have a sweet spot for the Joker who's outperforming his actual MVP season. But he should definitely be in the discussion. Well, yeah, and you know, too, it's about narratives. It's about storytelling. So it'll go, even if Joker has a better year, unless it's miles better than his season last year, it'll it'll go to DeRozan before it goes back to Joker because of, but I mean, for good reason. This team last year, when I, do you remember when they made all those trades the and they moved things around and I was like, and I was like, oh, they're going to, they're going to make a big run in the playoffs. And then they didn't even make the playoffs. And now this year we're seeing what that team should have been last year, in my opinion. Yeah. And now they're even better. And then DeMar DeRozan brings a whole other dude, his shooting, the improvement in his shooting at the age that he is. I mean, he's not old, but you know what I mean? He's not a young guy anymore. It's, it's insane. And I'm happy for him and I'm happy for this entire Chicago Bulls organization. Yeah. Really, really good for them. Really good for them. Uh, Brennan, can you ask? Speaking of really good, yeah. Can you tell me how good the Cleveland Cavaliers are gonna be? 
What was that? How good the Cleveland cover? I got my voice kind of like hiccuped in the middle, and it's I just sounded just like you were like, trying to do Irish, but everyone I don't knows know black. I can't do Irish. I was going Midwestern, but yeah, they've lost now two starting point guards, and right. they haven't dipped. They lost uh, Sexton number five. And then they lost Rubio a couple days ago, and then they traded for Rondo. Rubio's out for the year, right? Yeah, ACL. Both of them went out with ACLs. So, and they just traded for Rondo, and they they haven't budged in their in positioning. Yeah, so they're number five right now in the East. Uh, Darius Garland has been their best offensive uh, player this season at point guard. Um, but then they did trade for Rondo. Uh, that's just what ESPN.com is showing me as far as the statistics. Um, I want to check this out real quick. So the Cleveland Cavaliers, as far as injuries, uh, so Ro- they traded for Rondo, but he's out. Uh, Garland's out. Rubio's out. Sexton's out. Um, Osman is I'm out. This is all Windler, I don't know who that is, out. Uh, no, these are all, or one of them is COVID. Everyone else is knee, ACL, um, uh, Oh, it's Garland. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, COVID, no. COVID, COVID. Yeah, I was like, no. Garland's Garland's protocols. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have Sexton's a lot of guys out, and they're still number five. They were projected to be in the top three. Excuse me, the bottom three of the NBA this year. So I think it's good on them. Um, they haven't made a bunch of crazy trades. They still have love on that roster. So there's still some moves they can make. They want to go out and try and get some more draft picks for next year and build around this team. But it's a good young core. And then LeBron will be there next year, or the year after to finish <laughs> out his career because he's Cleveland. a front runner and they're a really good young team. This is for you. Um, yeah, I think LeBron's deal with LA is done. Anything is possible. Wrong person. But um, speaking of anything being possible, Brandon, the Memphis Grizzlies may snuck their way back door into the playoffs last year, and now they're the number four team in the Western Conference Final. In the Western Conference Final, in the Western Conference, uh, and this was while John Moran missed a significant amount of games with a with a, a scary knee injury. They thought, but he's back, and they're still humming. They've won their last five games, and they're seven of ten. In their last seven, of, they've won their last seven of ten. Brandon. Yes. Did we see a star turn? Are they going to be the new hot team? Are they going to be the 2015 Golden State Warriors? Are they going to be last year's Phoenix Sun? Are they going to be the team that you say from now on peak too early? No. So the Memphis Grizzlies have a long history of being the lovable team. Uh, don't know if you remember when Zebo was there. Grindhouse. Yeah. They, um, they have a long and... I mean, for lack of a better term, sad history of being the team that everyone likes. They're tough. They're, they're going to go after you. And then they get bounced in the playoffs. So I like the Grizzlies. I like what they stand for. I'm still repping the Grindhouse days, even though that's not the same team. But hey, there was a couple of years where that, those Grindhouse teams could have made it to the finals. There was that one year against the Spurs. They could have got past the Spurs. There was one year against OKC where they could have potentially gotten past them. And then I looked it up, actually. Mike Conley did get hurt in that in those postseasons and tried to play through it uh, when the Warriors broke through. And Chris Paul got hurt in the Houston series. So Golden State got their breaks. That's I was correct. I think Memphis is going to be a lovable team. They're going to be in the middle of the pack. They'll make the playoffs, maybe win around, but nothing more than that. I mean, that's a, that's a building block. That's a really good building block. Winning around, you know? Yeah. Sometimes but let's not forget, around. you say it's a good building block, but we were here a decade ago with them where they were one piece away, this two is pieces new. away. This is and new. Then, yeah, no, I understand that, but it's like what I'm saying is... John Morant is what, third year? Would you rather be... And two of those seasons are kind of truncated due to COVID. Let me ask you this. Would you rather be terrible knowing that you have the potential to have more potential as far as draft picks and stuff? Or would you rather be middle of the road knowing you're never going to be good enough to win the title, but you're never going to be bad enough to get a top pick? That's not true. That's not true because, okay, I'll give you two scenarios. One team was middle of the road, never terrible, middle of the pack, Got the right hit on the right pieces, went on to win an NBA championship. Another team tried team? to be bad. No, another team uh, tried intentionally to be bad 
was bad for a very long time, then got good and has not been out of the second round. Well, Which one I trust of those teams the process. Would you rather be? I trust the process. Yeah, you either trust the process or you could be the Golden State Warriors. I knew that's who it was. <laughs> um, no, I understand what you're saying. And trust me, as a Jags fan, I completely hate the fact that it's like, oh, well, you know, we're terrible this year, but at least we'll get a top pick. It's like, yeah, we've picked in the top Doesn't 10 guarantee the last anything. 20 years. Yeah, it If doesn't you go back and look anything, at NBA so right. history, you can, it's not. That many times the number one overall pick wins a championship for the team he was drafted by. Yeah, you're right. So just just getting the number one pick, getting top pick doesn't guarantee it guarantees you somebody who should be good, but that doesn't mean it's gonna pan out. You still have to get the right pieces in place. And Memphis, Memphis, like you said a decade ago, they were middle of the road, middle of the road good, which is really yeah. good being four or five Glass six half and, full, yeah yeah so and then they didn't do a full tear down and rebuild they rebuilt on the fly they moved on from Collinly the next with by next year drafting john morant and that's where they moved on from Collinly. and then the second year of john morant they're in the playoffs the third year they're number four in the east and in the west the for this far into the season after being like a nine seed last year. So at this point, it is it better to be Memphis or is it better to be the Pelicans? Better to be Memphis. No, you're right. You turn me around <laughs> on this. I was thinking from it from a football perspective, but the NBA is totally different, especially as far as building a team, because you can get one or two guys and that could change your entire say, team. Yeah, and it can attract a couple guys if you have some sustainability. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I'm going to go. I'm going to turn it around. I love the fact Memphis is the next lovable team. Let's go. Memphis, peak too early. Oh, geez. Question he's already one. there. He's already right. there. We're going to, I'm just going to touch on this. The NHL recap, I'm going to touch on my lightning because we've lost three straight. Uh, won a couple in between all the postponements, but we got housed by the Panthers a couple days ago, nine to three. Then lost to the Rangers, then got shut out by the Rangers. So I've got nothing to say. Um, I'm upset. That's it. Uh, as Britton wilds in his sorrow, the uh, Florida Panthers beat the Rangers, coming back to win that game four three, and then they housed the Lightning nine to three. Britton, you know what year I was born? 93. Thank you. Uh, and then they went on to beat the Montreal Canadiens 5-2. That is uh, what we call another clean sweep of the Discord right there. Beating Tampa and Montreal. So nice little. Got the Calgary Flames coming up tomorrow. Now hopefully get that win right there and then keep this train a rolling. We had so many postponements that we got a couple, quite a few games in hand. So we're behind you guys in points for the time being, but we still have a few games to catch up. All right. All right. Time they've all been waiting for. Welcome to the big leagues. Two runs. Walk off Homer for Cabrera. You can smile. That's okay. I hit the wrong sound. I was going to say you want to jump straight <laughs> to the walk off. Quick. 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 I'm fine with skipping college football, and my whole walk-off is about that. So is mine. <laughs> All right, quick. We're going to do this quick. As you can tell, I don't have a lot of enthusiasm. I don't know how anyone can have any enthusiasm for college football I just want to talk anymore. about the two games. I just want to talk about the two games. The playoff games? Yes. We, we had that. We had that. Yeah. That. I, and this, and this, Brennan, actually. It wasn't know, even a question. You can clear out. You can clear out. This is a, just a direct message at Farzad, who's never going to hear this, Kyle and Greg. We just did the Oh Boy Awards and we had a whole argument about there was one of the categories best argument. I found one of the best arguments was when we talked about college football parody. It was around the time that everybody was saying, oh, there should be more teams in the college football playoffs. And I said, no, because there's no reason. Because there's not, there's not four good teams every year. Let alone six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. But no, there's not. I'm sorry. There is no parody because there is no parody. The best teams go get the team with the most money and that cares about football the most goes and pays to get the best players. This is not the NFL. This is not the NBA. This is not professional sports where there is inherent 
disparity of uh, disbursement of talent. No, teams are going to go. The best players are going to go play for the best teams to get them to the next level. Fuck Texas. Texas is done. Fuck Oklahoma. Oklahoma's done. The fucking coke in Oklahoma doesn't want to be at Oklahoma anymore. The Pac-12 well, is like over even in all their bowl games. Yep. So and they've never made the playoff. They made the playoff once. Washington. Oh, was it? They got okay. smoked. No playoff yeah. game. Wasn't there's it like only 44 been, to 7? <laughs> yes. There's only been two playoff games of the 16 that have been played so far that have been a single digit game. My brother was talking. I was on the phone with my brother. He was like, I think Cincinnati could, I think Cincinnati could do it. And by do it, I think make it close. I was like, there has only been, I didn't know the stat. There were only two teams at the time, but I was like, there's been how many close games in the semifinals ever? Like it's, it's, it's set in stone at this point. Michigan, the best of the North couldn't hold a candle to Georgia. Couldn't hold a candle. Cincinnati, we love the story. We wanted them to get in. Cincinnati knew, played better against Alabama than Michigan played against Georgia. I don't even know if you could say that. Uh, whatever. Um, I knew that Cincinnati shouldn't be in. You know why? They beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame was a fraud team. Notre Dame almost lost to Florida State, which went on to win five games in their season. Notre Dame almost lost to Toledo. Yeah. So that's that that win for Cincinnati wasn't that impressive to me. And I knew they'd get their head caved in and they did. So you want group of five players in there just to get their head bashed? Cool. You want eight teams to get their head bashed at the end of the day? Cool. There's no parody because there is no there is no evenly. Disp- uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Even disbursement of talent. Disbursement wasn't the word, but that's the word I'm rolling with. But. I mean, yeah, that's you took the words right out of my mouth. So that was my walk off for this week. And it actually that's what I wanted to talk about was the fact that it's frustrating because. Oh, let me just hit the walk off. Let me just hit the walk off. Okay. Okay, we're merging college football show. We're here, merging quick hits in the walk off because it's all about college football. The thing that I wanted to say, which was incredibly frustrating, was that it's not for me. It's not fun anymore to watch the NCAA, and it has nothing. Like I love watching FAU. I love watching my team, but even then. Like when we play against, like when we had Lane, it was different because it's like, oh, this guy can recruit. Maybe we'll like win some games we shouldn't, things like that. But now with Taggart, it's just like, oh, we're going to win the games we're supposed to win. We're going to get housed in the games we're supposed to lose. And then every once in a while, we might get upset or we might upset somebody. But it's not, it's not as much fun, especially because you know the end product is always going to be the same thing. Yeah, the guys get to play in a bowl game. You know when a bowl game is fun? When you're playing in the fucking bowl game. It's not fun to watch the Liberty Secretariat Bowl. And I've played in those games, and they're fun when I played in them, but it's not fun to watch. You know when a bowl game was fun? When? Before the playoffs. Because oh, why yeah. do I care when about it, a bowl now if the two games that matter are going to be played whenever they get played? There's no point of yeah. who cares about the bowl. My team's not playing for the big thing. Who gives a damn? They well, have cannibalized their own bowl system. There's no point of having the bowls because they don't mean any. They mean far less than they already meant. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. They do mean far less. I think the bowls... One, the bull brings in revenue for the school, but two, the bull's fun for the, the players. I was say revenue for the school that the players can't cash in on. Yeah, the players. It's interesting. I was listening to an interview with Danny Cannell and uh, Ryan Rossillo. And Danny no, Cannell used guys, to be I like, don't uh, you don't like Ryan Rossillo? I, like really? I like Rossillo. I like Rossillo. Sorry. I said that yeah, as you were say. saying Cannell, and I was just like, uh. <laughs> Two guys. play for the love of the game. Um, no, but yeah, Cannell, but Cannell on Rosilla's podcast said he was like, listen, in the last six months, I think I've changed my idea of this. Oh, wow. And what changed him was Rosillo saying, I don't understand. When is enough money, enough money? Every school keeps saying we don't have enough money to pay the players. But there's do you know how much money there are in buyouts just this year? How how the, I think, the amount of money well, coaches who are not coaching like are getting paid? 10, it's something like in the hundred of millions. 
It's a hundred million. It's a hundred. Just this year, teams are paying out a hundred million dollars. So coaches do not coach. Yeah, because just I did one of my year, walk-offs. Million. One of my walk-offs was in the last 10 years, it's like 500 million. <laughs> yeah, which is insane. <laughs> and so Danny Cannell has actually turned his uh, whole outlook on this entire issue. But the thing I want to get back to Greg is like, has, I, I love the credit on that, by the way. I know I just yelled at him and Kyle. But well, I and I really like the, credit on that. the I like the bowl game system because I played in bowl games and they were fun and it was like a cool like last hurrah like for the seniors and stuff and it was it was fun. But what I'm saying is as a fan, as someone who watches football, I don't like to watch college football because as you stated so succinctly, there's no fucking point. It's going to be the same four or five schools in it every year. Clemson lost their star quarterback and has taken a, taken a shit. Yeah. All over college football because it was like, oh, ACC school still in the South, still has the speed, still has all these things that everyone talks about. Couldn't hold a candle to the SEC this year. No, it's it's a it's a joke, man. And it's not even fun. It's not to be honest with you. It's not. It's just not fun to watch anymore because, like you said, yeah, it's cool to watch the team play, and yeah, it's cool. It's like you know, school spirit and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know me, I think of things on a ma- uh, excuse me on a macro level. So at the end of the day, like the reason I'm not like psyched to like catch a FAU game because it's like, well, it doesn't. If we want to lose, what are like, we playing for? They're not scheduling opponents like Schnellenberger used to schedule. <laughs> like at least when I played under Howard, he would schedule Florida when Florida won a national fucking championship. You know when we played Auburn the year after they were national champions. Like he would schedule those teams because he knew it was good for the program. And God willing, if we won those games, we would have to be in a conversation, or we would take them out of the conversation, which mm-hmm. is why he scheduled those teams. But now. No, hardly anybody does that anymore. And when they do and you think it's going to be a good game, people get smoked. Yeah. And it's it's a joke. And it's not even fun to watch anymore. And the thing is, with the NFL, you can always think of it on a macro level. Because even though the Jacks suck, we're going to get a big pick this year. You don't have that in college. So if you're bad, you're just bad. You're and just continuously sucks. bad. <laughs> if you're mediocre, you're continuously yeah, you're just bad. mediocre. And then you don't get recruits because you sucked the year before. And then it just spirals. It's the yeah. worst. Yeah. Um, as a That's Miami fan, uh, I told you at the my season ended week one or week zero, whatever week it was. But as soon as we got beat by Alabama, yeah. it's like okay, we're done. That's it. There's no more. There's nothing else That's to play the season. for at that point. <laughs> um, but my walk off. Well, uh, the thing that's the. Oh, oh go ahead. I'm no, sorry. go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say my. Impromptu. No, the thing I was just going to say that's frustrating is that even if they, even if they expanded the playoff, yeah, it'd be cool to make the playoff, and then maybe it would be a little different because it's like, oh, we can still get in if we win the conference or whatever. But you're still going to get fucking housed by Alabama. If the if the end product is poor, what is the point? Yeah, what's the point? Exactly. You're going to get a good as Kornheiser said to Wilbon, like you'll get a good four or five matchup, but when four plays one. As we just saw, it's not fun to watch. Like, what was the point of sticking around on either of these games after halftime? Like, and also, this is not my walk off, but it also can the committee get it, their heads out of their fucking ass? No one wants to watch college football on the 31st. You know what we want to do on the 31st? Get ready to go out and drink. How am I supposed to? This is, I forgot where I heard this line, but. Somebody said, how am I supposed to tell my wife that, hey, before we get ready to go out, I have to watch these games. Make it on the first. Just make it on the first. Just, yeah, it fixes I was really everything. thrown off when they were so on the 31st. Too. It was this is weird. They've, they've done this year after year. And since I was in college, I was when this first started, I was like, why? I, I'm not seeing any. Of, I've missed. Every, I've never. I've seen maybe one game. Of the semifinals ever doesn't matter. They're not since the playoffs. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, my impromptu walk off. So Curb Herbstreet got in some hot water because he was uh, (laughs) upset with the kids opting out of the game, and he made some type of statement or other. Then he went and apologized. And uh, Herbie, you you can't you can't have that opinion. You can't have that opinion. After this is my the, the shining example, Jake Butt was going to be a first or second round tight end out of Michigan. And I want to say this was the same year where McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette both said they were pulling out 
of the draft uh, to sit for the draft. And then Jake Butt went to go and tear his ACL playing in a meaningless bowl game that did not have anything to do with the national championship, didn't have nothing to do with getting him paid. And it wrecked his career. I think he finally eventually made it to the league, um, but he was not. He, he, you don't even know. His, you probably don't even know his name until I just said it. You probably don't remember him until I just said it. You had uh, the quarterback for Mississippi State the other day, Matt Correll, twisted his ankle. Who knows what that's going to do for his future earnings going forward? Uh, and you had what Pittsburgh's number one quarterback, Kenny Pickens, knows he's going to be a top pick. He pulled out. Like, no, these kids are not going to, if you're not, again, it goes back to if you're not playing for the national championship, what are the point of these bowls other than to make people money, not yourself, and then put your body in more harm's way? Like, this is just a stupid, it's, it, get rid of the bowls at this point. You're just playing, you're just playing ads. This is just an ad machine. As I said on the yep. Levitar show, because I know Greg's going to call me out for it, but the fucking Duke's Mayo Bowl was a three-hour ad for Duke's Mayo. Who cares about guess the what, game that was Guess played? what's in my fridge right now? Duke's Mayo. <laughs> yeah, I was like, maybe this is better than Hellman's after watching that game or seeing <laughs> parts of that game. Like, no, you can't tell me a single thing that happened in that game, but you know what? I I'm can't remember try Duke's Mayo. I'm going to go get some keys because uh, uh, Dabo Sonny was in an orange jumpsuit looking like he was fresh out of jail or picking some trash off the street. You know about that, Brent. Um Yeah, we, you don't wear jumpsuits anymore. They just wear orange t-shirts that say... Uh, Palm Property Beach County. No, Palm Beach County. Gun Club, uh, shouts out. Palm Beach County, South Florida. But yeah, it's, it's just, it's so archaic. Some of these, I, uh, some of these traditions we hang on to. The Rose Bowl has to be played on, uh, the Rose Bowl dictates everything because there's a fucking parade. Like, what? This makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, that's dumb. I wanted to say real quick to your point. Um, the pageantry. Fuck out. I, I know a lot of the younger, or excuse me, a lot of the older commentators and stuff are like, well, you know, when it comes down to it, when they're in the draft room uh, and, you know, this corner played in his bowl game and that corner didn't play in his bowl game, they're going to take that into consideration. And the... They should. The amount, One of them's healthier than the other, probably. Well, I was going to say the, um, the 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 closeness that they would have to be in skill set. They would have to be almost like photocopies of Jamar each other set for the them to take that year into consideration. An entire <laughs> Penesul as well set out the entire yeah, season. So last this year. is. It's interesting because I do believe that, like, especially if you're playing in the playoff or something, then you should play, but. Again, I have an old mindset. I have an archaic mindset and I understand that. So it's like, I'm not, but I'm not a fucking GM making decisions either. And I'm not on national television. I'm just on an international podcast. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Joe, I've got a few dates to promote, so I'm going to let you go first. All right. Well, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can follow this show's Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. Don't forget to check out a new low.co. That is a new low.co. Uh, you can also check out my website, joedorville.com. You can check out my music there under the moniker headphone Joe, no O, no E in the phone. And you can check out uh, my store also at joedorville.com. Brennan, plug away, buddy. All right. Brennan T comedy on all social media, Brennan T comedy.com. If you are in the New York or tri-state area, I have a big show this Thursday, January 6th, um, seven 30 at citizens of Chelsea in Chelsea, New York. That'll be, uh, like I said, January 6th. That's a Thursday. Check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I have comedians on actors, musicians. Joe's been on a few times. What yep. up? We just talk about uh, crazy stories, getting in trouble, getting drunk, doing drugs, all sorts of fun stuff. And follow me on all social media at Brennan T Comedy. Check out the website, BrennanTComedy.com. All righty, Brennan. It's late for you on the East Coast. I'm going to sleep very early. So get us out of here. And this is why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Boom. Shouts out. John Madden. Rest in peace. John Madden, the Raiders. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast. 
with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science slash comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah, or vice versa, Krevit. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.